0: There's a place. Out where the fake news is muffled.
1: Past the point where politicians get silent. Where facts don't care about your feelings. Where PC is DOA. This is that place. Welcome to the Last Stop on the right. As Patty Lupone remarked to King Kamehameha. Mm-hmm. It, it worries me a little bit that you know who the latter is and not the is <laughs> When Fletcher Christian, when Fletcher Christian successfully steered the HMS bounty into New York Harbor, <laughs> the last pod <laughs> is the best pod. Yo. Yeah, yo. Uh Patty Lupone would have said would have made the last pod is the best pod, yo, sound better.
0: <laughs> Isn't that who King Kamehameha threw into the volcano?
1: And I have, from <laughs> what I've seen of Patty LuPone, he would have had a hell of a time doing it. That's one tough New York broad right there. Uh, for those of you who do not know, of course, welcome my friends to The Last Pod on the right. I am Ben Crystal. I am Mike Abel. And Mike Abel was denied the privilege of of knowing who Patty LuPone, among others, was because you didn't live anywhere near Broadway. Uh, nope. I grew up in the cell. I always think it's weird that... People think it's weird that I got to see all that. I saw all those shows and know all those songs. They're like, oh, really? I'm like, yeah, my parents took, I was never dragged to Broadway shows. I like, I oh, saw that's... Patti LuPone do anything goes on Broadway and it was amazing. It was I amazing. Mean, there's nothing wrong with that. My brothers, however. Yeah. Well, well, my older brother, like the moment that he didn't have to, and it, for him, it was have to, Go right, you know, dinner dinner in the show, dinner in the theater or whatever. Uh, he didn't. He was like, oh, you know, I got a, I got a thing. I got a stuff. Homeboy discovered the the many benefits of homework right about the time he realized <laughs> that, that would get him out of going to Broadway shows. And my kid brother would just go and like sit there. He liked uh, Starlight Express. The one show I hated, <laughs> my kid brother loved it because, you know, he was young and, and trains and electric lights and stuff. He thought that was cool. Right. It was visually appealing to him. Yeah. The music was horrendous. If you've never seen, if you have decided you want to explore your Broadway, the Broadway milieu, don't start with Starlight Express, for God's sake. It is almost as dumb as Cats, and Cats is dumb. <laughs> Saw Cats at the Winter Garden Theater. Where yeah. it played for thirty five years or some nonsense, I and you. I remember being like eleven years old and going, "This is terrible." Man,
0: grow, growing up in the <laughs> south,
1: well, those guys but, would come to like the Fox yeah, and the, stuff. My, though you go, the, I mean, Mike's, Atlanta is not some backwater. No.
0: And, and my extent of it was seeing Annie when I was like eight years old at the Fox.
1: <laughs> well, you you know you you learned the hard knock life. <laughs> it was the hard I knock see, life I for you because you live and make in Macon too. See what, right. I, see what I did right there? Right. That's by the way, that's some Annie for you. And
0: I mean I did culture myself a little bit more when I got older and saw like Lamez and and well, yeah. the opera and, and stuff, stuff like that. And stuff like that.
1: And it's worthwhile. I mean, you know, I think in a lot of cases, and we're gonna get into the real meat, oh, don't worry, kids, the politics is coming. But this is important stuff. I think actually, when you consider what is available as pop culture now, and it is all, and I know every generation says this, but but we're right, right. that all pop culture at this point is just garbage. It's just it's Kardashians and auto-tuning and just awful. Right. And music like that is dying. There, I don't think there will be. Broadway is more and more becoming like instead of really good music. If if it's a musical, it's freaking Hamilton, right? Which is like, hey, check out how woke we are, and we set it to music, and it's like, hey, great guys. Um, by the way, I couldn't help but notice that all of the founding fathers are now bad and should be like erased from history. Except apparently Alexander Hamilton, who ran a slave trading business for his <laughs> wife's family. He's cool because Lin-Manuel Miranda apparently is so woke that he can apply his woke points <laughs> that's exactly to right. Alexander Hamilton. He gets a pass. Yeah, Which is, we all know what that is. I mean, that's just bull. Right. But anyway, that's what musical theater's becoming. Right. Where it's not about the music anymore. Like, we have to have, it's got to be, you know, catchy or interesting or whatever. I mean, shows like... You're never going to see another show like Anything Goes. There's not going to be another Cole Porter. Because even if there was a guy that had that kind of talent, no one would would pay to put a show like that on. No one would pay to put Anything Goes on Broadway now. Right. Nobody would pay to put any of those shows on
0: Broadway. And it's
1: a shame. And it's a shame. And opera is the same thing. I know you also (laughs) hate opera. It is, if it's done well, dude, it is amazing music. Nothing will ever physically impact you like really well done opera. I mean, when you watch real virtuosos, it's incredible. And the same thing's true with classical music, but there aren't any new, there's not going to be any more opera. There's not going to be any more, you know, there's not going to be another Mozart. There's not going to be another, I don't know, Jose Carreras. Because even if there was, nobody would pay the guy to sing, you know, Puccini. No one. You wouldn't have it. No one would pay, you know, Beethoven for the Fifth Symphony. They'd be like, "What is this crap?" God, you imagine Wagner coming out now with the ring cycle? People like, "How long is it?" I'm not (laughs) listening to that if it's not three minutes and thirty five seconds, and you know can't be easily segged into the next song on the in the rotation. I don't, you know, if I can't get it on Spotify and be done before I get to the Whole Foods, I don't want to hear it. Right. But that having been said, I just that was I I managed to throw Patty LuPone in, and it touched touched off a cultural rumination by me here at the last pod on the right. Yeah, I man, I care about that stuff. I mean, I know, I, I know, know that I am becoming the guy I said I would never be. Where you're like, oh, these kids today went to rock and roll in their funny clothes. I <laughs> tell you, but and I know every generation does this. Every generation ever has been mortified by what the next generation or two is coming up with. People that were my grandparents' age were, oh, yeah, well, when can you imagine when like nice. Zeppelin hit the radio and right. like my grandfather was probably like, What is this like bag of cats being ge- beaten against yes. a rock? I mean, my parents were that way. <laughs> well, yeah, I mean no, we like, like my father, you if you to? put Led Zeppelin and my mom actually <laughs> I'll I- give my mom credit. Mom being executive producer of the program gets cuttered anyway. But my mom digs stuff like the Rolling Stones. Like she knows what good music sounded like, continued to sound like. The old man, it's it instant noise. He wants it off.
0: That's seeing that was my dad. Yeah, and I came home with the Kiss Kiss records, and they were like, "What
1: the hell are you listening to?" Yeah, my mom would not be like, "Oh yeah, I want to rock and roll all night." What a great song this is. I mean, it's you know three chord garbage. We all know that. Oh yeah. But as far as they're concerned, but uh, I will say, mom is cool enough to. She's like, "Oh yeah, the Stones are really good." Although they do like the Beatles. And I got to be honest with you. I think they are. Am I going to get in trouble for saying this? It's, I don't know. The I, Beatles yeah. are the most overrated band in human history. you so say so. I don't like. It's, they're it's good, some, but they're not like. I'm like, this is the revolutionary music of the six. The freaking love, love me do. Hey, I've hey, got a goofy little haircut I, and we're I matching do, I do suits. have to say,
0: Ringo's 80th birthday the other day. All right. I give him and, credit and, for that. And in an interview, they asked him said, well, you know, what is your reaction when people say, you know, you really weren't that great of a drummer? And he says, "I sold so many albums no, that I don't care." I th- he says, "I was drummer
1: for the Beatles." That's true. And, and no, I'm not. I'm not begrudging them their hey. success. I just don't. I have never. I get for me. It's. I know Zeppelin was you know eight years behind them, but uh, for me in the 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 seminal. Moment for, as far as I'm concerned, is Zeppelin. Zeppelin is the one band that rules them all. See, I'm a Beatle guy, but anyway. Zeppelin, it's, it's like Zeppelin, and then like, for me, I don't even think the Stones are that good, but I gonna say. I, I don't either. Zeppelin, and then you step way down, and then you get like to the Who. <clears throat> you know, like the Who. Because right. Pete Townsend is a genius. Hmm. And John Hentwistle could play. And obviously, uh, Key moon well, that's a shame. But, uh, huh. whoops. <laughs> Kids, stay off the drugs, okay? <laughs> uh, real quick, uh, before we get we into the meat of the program, I want to remind everybody to check out our good friends at America's Podcast Network. K-L-R-N Radio. .net. Mm-hmm. And uh and vastly superior programming to this dumpster fire of a podcast. So check them out. Don't forget to check us out on the web at thelaststopontheright.com. And our Twitter feed is at last stop O-T-R because at last stop on the right would be too long. They don't let you have that many characters. Um, Not that it really would make much well, of a difference. I anyway. had no idea. But but we've right. been fairly active, so you can check us out on Facebook as well. There's always cool. I, I've been using the Last Stop on the Right Facebook page for, like, something that catches my eye and be like, this is a story worth exploring. In fact, we've got one that we're going to be talking about today. Um, and so go to the Last Stop on the Right Facebook group and join because uh, we leave that stuff open for discussion. You don't have to just be like, oh, I really – I keep seeing this stuff where I'll post some article about something be like, this is interesting. You know, in whatever way it might be, and I'll post it in the last stop on the right Facebook group, and I'll get all these direct messages from people going, "Oh, I really hear what you're saying." I'm like, "You could go ahead and post right there. Go ahead. It's treat it like an open forum. I'm not going to censor anybody, right? Even if you were some screaming liberal nitwit, go ahead, man. Keep in mind, you're going to get hammered. I always tell people that because, like, you know, I have liberal friends, right? At, at, I am capable of having... I've noticed that conservatives can have liberal friends. Liberals don't... If they have a conservative friend, they have like one. <laughs> and they don't tell anybody. And about. they don't tell anybody. But they, you know, I'll get these guys. They'll come on the Facebook page. And they'll be like, I'm going to pick a fight. And then they get hammered. Right. And I'm like, "You, how did you not think that was going to happen? You went to a conservative outlet's Facebook page, said something incredibly non-conservative. And then they're always like, I can't believe your friends are such jerks. And I'm like... What did you think was going to happen?
0: You're kind of a jerk for yeah. Doing I mean, that, you were but-
1: trolling the pay. You deliberately did that. You right. knew what you were doing. You got stomped for it. Now you're going to freak out. I mean, come on, just get in there and have fun with it. For God's sake, everybody, y'all stop taking everything so damn seriously. Because uh. I can tell you, the people that you're complaining about don't spend as much time thinking about you. Nay. No. By the way. All right, Mikey, uh, as we roll on here on this fine hour of podcast fabulosity, why don't we go ahead and crack open the doomster and see what is stanking up the joint this week? All right, man, we gaslight in America. We are. Uh, and it's not just about the COVID anymore. The amount of bull that is being shoveled at the American people is r- rapidly reaching what I would consider to be critical mass right i mean and, and i mean just they lie about everything all the time it's like they just default to it and when i say they i don't mean it in the like tinfoil hat conspiracy theory way i mean just any pretty much anybody in any position of authority anywhere at this point you go you got to be like i don't know, you just instinctively not trust them right is my feeling right so uh we got COVID hard fakes <laughs> hard facts and fakes see what we did there instead of COVID hard facts went with COVID hard fakes because you know we're creative that way. The Speaking <laughs> of bull the amount of bull that is being shoveled over COVID at this point. No doubt. You and people I love you. I really do. And I don't blame you because you're the outlets to which you have access are almost actively avoiding telling you the truth about COVID. It is nowhere near what they're trying to sell you and we are endangering literally the prosperity of the world over this at this point and I feel like there's a conversation to be had. Right. granted it's going to be on the last part on the right. So about four people will hear it, but at least they'll be informed. And okay. that's, what's important. Each one teach one people. <laughs> It'll be like the shampoo ad. We'll tell four people. Then they'll tell their friends and then and so on and so, and so on. on and, and so, so on. on, except none of that will actually happen, but it's nice for us to dream. Yes. All right. We're going to roll with the polls. Mm-hmm. Mm. I'm glad you brought that up because, uh, we saw a poll this week that showed Joe Biden, and I can't remember if it was, if it was Monmouth or Quinnipiac, one of the big polling schools. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think it was Quinnipiac. That's a university in Connecticut. Mm-hmm. Um, and they run a big, huge polling organization. It's nationally and internationally respected. And they showed Biden up by 15. Mm-hmm. And I'm not saying that the Trump organization should be pulling the alarm yet, but... And I know the hardcore MAGA people that listen to this and the Trump people, they're like... Nah, he's... Polls are garbage. I'm like, yeah, polls are garbage. I don't think it is much garbage though. Right. I mean, we do this podcast, and it is un- into itself a dumpster fire. So we know garbage. <laughs> and I'm telling you right now, it's we're getting close. <laughs> All
0: right, then uh, we've got. It's still the economy's stupid.
1: Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I um, want to talk about the. I'm and I'm. This is something I put on the Facebook page uh, earlier in the week. I want to talk to everybody about what's coming up. I mean, we are now about a week away from the the uh, expiration of those unemployment benefits, the six hundred dollar a week things, Right. and uh, they have not come up with a replacement plan yet. And it occurred to me as I was sitting there being me the other day that I was like, you know, I wonder how much money this actually is, and it's billions if you ta- if you add it all up. It's billions of dollars. Like, well, yeah, that's money. You know, it's an encouragement for people not to go back to work or whatever. I'm sitting there going, "Listen, kids. No matter what, even if half of the people that are collecting those benefits are doing it to avoid doing anything productive with their lives, it's still a. They're still spending it. People like that are actually more likely to spend it. Right. You know, the, uh, the the hard workers are the savers. Uh, that is billions of dollars that is not being recircled through the econ- uh, recirculated through the economy in less than a week. I mean, that's that's almost five percent of the gross domestic product of the United States of America that will stop being cycled through the economy. Right. That is incredibly bad, and they're they're this week they're having they're going to hammer something out sometime this week. I would expect they're going to try it. They better will. If they're smart, they'll get it done. Congress and the Senate will get something out and done before they head for the hills in uh, um, August, That's right? Because they they have a, They're in between vacations right now. Right. Let me start with this. Actually, so you know, thoughts on this? You're always welcome to email us. Find us through the site at laststopontheright.com. Come check us out on Facebook or on Twitter at laststopotr. Might as well start with this. Actually, when you consider the volume of cash that cycles through. Not just the American economy, but as a consequence, the global economy. If you take five percent of the gross domestic product of the United States of America out of circulation abruptly, and that's what we're talking about. That's a cliff. Right. And I know that a, a great many Republicans are of the opinion, conservatives are of the opinion, of this kind of charity because it's you're just getting your own tax dollars back, really. I'm like, well, that's true. And they're like, oh, it encourages people not to work, and you know, it's it's a bad idea. I'm like, under any normal circumstance, I would tell you that just opening up the treasury and shoveling cash back at people willy nilly would be a bad idea. Under these circumstances, however, I think it's important to remember that taxes, yes, they do. But there, it's our money, right? If you if you think about it in 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 more concrete terms, since it's your money, who's better equipped to spend it to spend it, especially during a time of crisis, than you? Right. I mean, would you prefer it be the Department of Health and Human Services or you? I mean, who's more likely to end up making that money worth something to you? Right. Even if you're uh, one of these spendthrifts that's like, oh, I have X dollars in my bank account, so it's time to go buy something that I really don't need. You know, it's you're, you're eating ramen noodles six nights a week, but you have an eye watch or something, you know? Right. And there's plenty of people like that out there that is still an expenditure. And this is like Econ 101, you forget about the imputed value of something. The iWatch that you went into Hawk to buy means more to you than the, uh, I don't know, the the poster campaign conducted by the Department of Health and Human Services to remind everybody to wear a mask. You're getting a lot more out of the iWatch than you would out of the, the posters, for example. Right. I mean, that's what I'm talking about, though. Taking 5% of the GDP and putting it back into a situation where it is merely being spent by the government on your behalf, under any normal circumstances, it would be not, you wouldn't want that. So now here we are in a crisis situation and we're like having this argument. I'm like, no, give – you know what? You have to hammer out an agreement. And then even if you are of like the really hardcore far right, no money should ever have gone into the government so we shouldn't be able to get it back and this is a bad idea in every conceivable way, we're going to put the national debt, it'll be almost $30 trillion by, it's over. by the time it's over. I would remind you again that for a whole bunch of people out there, it's not a question of uh, – things like bankruptcy are, be, are shifting from ifs to wins. Yeah. And it's not just, you know, individuals. We're talking about companies. We're talking about it started out at small businesses. The size of the organizations that will not be able to survive much longer under these circumstances without a cash infusion. Because remember, if money is given to the people they spend it, it goes to these businesses. Right. One way or another, it gets there. Right. You know, whether they directly spend it there or you're a vendor at the company that they spend their money with, eventually you get a piece of that. If all that money disappears, the size of organizations that will not be able to survive will increase, which is going to put more people out of work, which will actually put more people on the dole, thereby straining the system even further and then guaranteeing that we'll have to have some kind of benefit payout. Right. Do it now and forestall that At, at worst. You're putting a band-aid on a hatchet wound and you're probably still going to have problems later on. but at best this could actually this kind of boost could actually save the economy. I, you know it's they're going to do something this week, kids. I the I think the big argument right now is whether or not they will include the uh, an extension of the $600 a week unemployment benefits. Likelihood is almost a guarantee that there will be another single payout like they had a couple months ago, where you got twelve hundred bucks. It might even be another twelve hundred. There's discussion; it'd be higher. Trump actually wants that number to be higher. The president says he wants two grand. I, I don't know if that's realistic. Uh, when I hear guys like Mitch McConnell suggest that that's just too expensive, I would want to sit him down and say the things to him that I just said to all of you, right. which is that if you don't do something now. A Band-Aid on an arterial slice is better than nothing. True. So, I mean, you got to do something. You have to do something. If you don't do it now, you're going to have to do more later. Right. You know, and that's something to think about. But uh, um, as we I'm switch gears here a little bit, we've got a lot of stuff to get through. But it's just something to consider this week, there will probably be a bailout package that will get hammered out and then our stimulus package will get hammered out and they'll probably, I'm going to guess, late August, early September, people will start getting checks. Mm. Would be my guess. It's sometime like that. That's, I mean, you know, that's fun. Well, yeah. I mean, I they they have my account number. I know. Just as a as a regular there. person, I'm like, well, you know, I would prefer you know, as a as somebody with the concept of what the how the economy operates, I'd be like, well, you know, you guys keep it. Don't get crazy. But right. then, as a dude who likes having more money in his bank account, I'd be like, hey, get crazy.
0: Man, put it in there.
1: No, I know, but you know, if they were like, hey, we're we'll gonna give everybody ten grand or something like that, people think that would be oh, just like. Uh, um Shakita Khrushchev, Representative Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez of the city of New York. uh, She just, she wants them to print. She's like, we just print money, Uh, hand it out. You know, uh, Ilhan Omar of Hamas, (laughs) the congresswoman from Hamas, uh, of the same way. We should just have a permanent benefit. I'm like, yeah, you could do that. You could just tap a couple of keys in the Treasury Department. And put a hundred thousand dollars in everybody's bank account. You do it tomorrow. You could do it right now if you wanted to, but what you're not, what they're not considering, is the addition of all of those digits and all of those bank accounts is going to create a, an interesting inflationary problem. Right. Which you know, because everything would adjust to that. Which the next thing you know, your 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 money is worth. Well, I mean, all of a sudden, it's like, well, I guess we should have kept the pennies. I <laughs> <laughs> When was the last time you saw a penny?
0: I've got a stack on my kitchen counter. Actually. Yeah, it's like, <laughs> I have
1: some in my car from like going to like, the Dunkin' Donuts and getting change for when I paid with a I five still, or something. I still but...
0: use cash every once in a while.
1: You know, it's interesting you bring that up because I don't think we're that far away from a cashless society. And there's been significant discussion about that of late.
0: You know, if we go to cashless society, though, how do you tip a stripper?
1: Oh, you know, I didn't think of that. Maybe they could just like on their, you know, on like, they just, instead of like when they wear the thigh highs or something, they could have like on their loot on those loose heels that they wear. They could just have like a credit card swiper. Just <laughs> like, thank you. <laughs> yes. My mom just listened to us here at the last pot on the right, talking about tipping strippers. It's that kind of program. <laughs> She's like, I'm not your executive producer anymore. And my old man looks out from behind the paper and goes, told you, <laughs> <laughs> told you, you knew he'd screw it up. Um <laughs> Take a sip of my coffee right there as we continue the last pod on the right here at Stop on the right.com. You mentioned gaslighting America at the top of the program. Yeah, yeah. We've got a bunch of COVID hard facts for you but also some COVID hard fakes. Did you hear this story about the guy in the motorcycle accident in Florida? Man, died of COVID. Yeah, well, he I guess the he had test this is a kids this is a true story. This is the story you're about to hear is true. Only the names have been changed to protect the guilty dude on a uh, had tested positive for covid so he had it or he had tested positive for the antibodies of it and he died in a motorcycle accident and they listed him as a covid death if they and they got caught doing that so you wonder how many times that's been done right and then of course you had the another story out of florida where they had increased the covid positivity tests by a factor by literally an order of magnitude a factor of 10 they're like ninety-seven point five of these tests were positive, and it was nine point seven five, right. and that's nine point seven five percent positive for the antibodies. It don't mean you have it. That doesn't mean you're you're sick or need to go to the hospital. It just means you are carrying the antibodies. Right. Which, as we and I'm going to say by the, this time next year, most of the human population would test positive for COVID even if they'd never had symptoms. It's just it's getting around. It will continue to do that. Right. Yeah, you can go ahead and wear your mask. You can go ahead and if you're not kids, if you're not wearing a mop suit when you go to the store, OK, if you're not leaving in a full chem like level four bio freeze suit, you are not actually that your mask that you're wearing is just cosmetic. That just makes you feel better. The reality is it has little to no effect. Well, I'm not. I'm not saying don't do it. Right. I'm not saying. Don't, we've talked about it here on the last pod before. Be like, it's just. Even if you find it objectionable, it's you're not. Your rights aren't being infringed upon. For, it, just do it as a courtesy. It's just a mask. I mean, I wear one. I'm well aware of the fact that it is absolutely a placebo. But why not? Right. Just do it. But be keep in mind that the things you're being told. Uh, well, you know, if we all wear masks, then no one's going to get it. Bull. Right. Yeah, right. if we all wear masks we have, whatever, fine. That's great. You know, if basically like I said, if you're not wearing a mop suit and carrying like a spray can of hands, of Lysol uh, on everything that you touch that someone else might have touched, you are uh you're basically wasting time. There there is no such thing as
0: Lysol anymore. You they know, don't have Lysol anymore? Dude, you can't find it.
1: Oh, well, because it's all bought out. I'm just saying like, unless you're doing something like that, if you're not going to disin, if you're not going to have like a cloud of disinfectant around you, wherever you go, right. It's like, Mm -hmm. people go, Oh, well, I'm, I'm, I'm not going to the store anymore. I'm, I'm doing the delivery stuff now because that way I don't have to worry about being around like in the grocery store, the people that might have COVID. And I'm like, how many people do you think touched all that stuff that got mailed to you? Uh, the,
0: the, I I, love the plastic shield
1: at the grocery store. Oh, yeah. Thank, the, the, thank when they're behind for, the yeah, – loo- yeah, when I go to the you. gas station and they got the person behind the loose, I, yeah, and I'm yeah, like, well, okay, the, fine. The grocery
0: store, it's like – You guys got thank, air conditioning thank, here? Thank then you. fine. Well, thank you for protecting me from the person that just touched every single item that I'm buying.
1: <laughs> thank you. I appreciate it. I didn't even think of that. Yep. Yeah, you're checking out there. Beep in the bag, blip, in the bag, blip, in the bag. Or or, or they put the little rubber
0: cover on the on the thing for the, uh, like the eight or where you slide your car. Oh, in. I know. Yeah. And I'm like, okay, well everybody's still touching the mm, damn rubber. Cover. I know,
1: I know, I know. I just, I, that's what I mean when I say gaslighting America, because they are, they, it's the amount of crap that you're being fed. And every, it seems like every couple of days, somebody comes out with a story that pops up and then disappears. Cause, Oh, we've, we figured out a vaccine or we figured out a cure. Or we figured out if you take this or that, it turns out this works. or this does like the whole, uh, the, the, the chloro.
0: Yeah, the chloroquine.
1: Yeah, that discussion. Trump's like, this stuff works. And then some people are like, no, it doesn't. And he's lying. And it turns out it kind of does, but it kind of doesn't. And whatever. And it just dies. Because everybody was wrong about it. Right. And there's another one that's some, I think it's an inhalable steroid that they're, they give to preemies or whatever. And supposedly, if you take that, you will not get, or if you have COVID and you take that, you will not develop symptoms. It's entirely believable. But that doesn't change the fact that this disease is going to cycle through the human population until the human population has been fully cycled through. Just like every one of these viruses that that come along. When it runs out of people to get to, then it will stop. But if you really honestly think that wearing your cloth mask that you put in the washing machine twice a week is stopping you from getting anything. Or wearing a mask at the grocery store, as Mikey just pointed out, where everything in there has been touched by God knows how many people from field to shelf. You're dreaming. We're going to keep everybody home. Uh, th- that's the new big thing now with COVID. Keep the kiddies home, right? I'm like that doesn't even really make sense if you think about it. Like well, we're going to keep the kids home so that way we don't have to worry about like, them infecting each other. And uh, unless you're going to make kids prisoners, because it's all the people out here saying that we still have to have after school programs. You know what are we going to do with the kids? We gonna go here or go there. We're going to do this or we're going to do that. Or so the kids are occupied. Because you can't just have you know 120 million children sitting in their houses all summer. right? And uh, I'm like, well, if you're going to go to the bouncy castle thing, then you know what? Not going to school just means you, you you did go out for something that was of less value. And you can make the point that school in and of itself at this point, certainly uh, the government schools are such garbage that we're not actually. Maybe a, a nation of homeschooled children would produce an amazing generation. <laughs> Yeah, you know, it's like, well, what are we really missing? Now, depending on the school district, it might not be. It might be the best thing that ever happened. Now we talked before here at the last pod about the fact that for many families, this simply isn't a possibility. Right? You know, let's You know, somebody's going to have to quit their job, or whatever. You have got to deal with it. I love how in New York, you've got De Blasio, who every time a New Yorker does that thing that they all do, where they're like, "Oh, you're from." basically anywhere that's not New York, L.A., or Chicago. Oh, you're from wherever. Well, let me tell you how we do it in the big city. You know, they have that attitude. And I'm like, oh, first of all, New York, all these big blue cities that are supposed to be teaching, leading the way, that's where COVID rocked and rolled. If you look at a map right now of infection rates, you're going to notice the people who tell you, down here in the sticks that you're too stupid and you should just do what the New Yorkers are doing. They're the ones that are are just exploding with COVID. Right. And they're giving it to everybody else. The Many of the, the we had the story this week that the infections got into places like Florida because New Yorkers left New York once COVID started happening and dragged it everywhere else. Yep. I just find it, I always, I, it's not amusing. I was going to say, I find it amusing. It's not amusing. I find it irritating that these people who just, by virtue of being from these Democrat-owned cities, are just so much smarter than the rest of us. I'm like, you guys are the example of how not to do everything. Right. You know, but de Blasio wants to, he's all excited about it. He's proud of it. He's gonna Well, you know, so we're not going to have school, probably. So what we're going to do is is we're going to use, you know, federal and st- state and municipal funds to, uh, to put together like a, a, a you know, it would be like a library. We're going to have a central location. We'll bring the kids in. So we have, you know, give them stuff to do. I'm like, you mean like a school? <laughs> yeah. And they're like, oh, what we're going to have is like a community centers for kids. And they can, the kids will come to the community centers and they can, they can read books and they can study academic stuff. And I'm like, if we have those, we call them schools. Right. It's like if only there was some magical place of such a nature where we could bring a bunch of kids to a central location and indoctrinate them into left-wing thinking. For I don't know, eight to nine hours a day.
0: It's called ES470.
1: I know. I'm sitting there and I'm, <laughs> like, whatever. I'm like, really, Bill? It's a if if only somebody had thought of such a place before de Blasio came along. What a visionary he is. But that's what I'm talking about, man. It's it's they're just they assume that we are all so dumb that we'll be like, wow, that's revolutionary thinking, Mayor de Blasio. Right. And then I think, you know what, New Yorkers drop the act and, because the facts don't bear out that you're handling this better than us but also you're gonna re, you've reelected that clown so you know screw you people you're morons right. how about that you know the next time you get one of these new, well in in LA or New York I'm like yeah LA your governor is Gavin Newsom you can shut up Right. or Chicago your mayor is Lori Lightfoot I mean I've, I've fished crap out of this sink trap that's smarter than her Right. Like, you know, and your city's a third world dump but they don't have guns. Uh, no, not legally anyway. Yeah, it's, uh, another example would be <laughs> Chicago, where they're, oh, so cultured and smart. Right now they're having riots in Chicago because the Democrats' so-called Antifa terrorists, I guess there's a there's a statue of Christopher Columbus in Grant Park. Oh, yeah. And they're literally having like a throwing war right now. The cops have got the statue cordoned off and the terrorists are trying to take it down or whatever and they're throwing crap at the police. I'm like, yeah, okay, you guys are the smart ones. You're fighting amongst yourselves. Look at Portland, Oregon, for God's sake. Right. By the way, do you see the story? Portland, uh, they're now complaining because um, feds were up there in unmarked vehicles grabbing illegal aliens out of the protests and like ab- they're calling them abductions, or <laughs> renditions. So like, be like, hey, there's there's Paco, you know, he's MS13. We're gonna grab him. They like, pull up in an unmarked van and like cops that don't look like cops or feds that don't look like feds grab right. the guy, throw him in a you know, they're brown bagging people. Right. But the people that are getting brown bagged are bad people. Right. Guess what Pelosi and the Democrats are pissed about? That's being done. Not not, not that these <laughs> guys were in our country doing terrible, terrible things, but that now they're being grabbed up like oh, uh, you know, like that's how the East Germans used to do it. And I'm like, you guys are the ones that keep wanting to impose socialism on everybody. No doubt. We're just getting rid of the riffraff. These, if anything, you should be thanking them.
0: Yeah, we're saving new workers yeah, down the road. These
1: guys were not going to be beneficial to everyone later on. But yeah, you know, we have we have to lie. We have to we have to keep people terrified. Because terrified people are controllable people. That they are. You had uh, Biden this week. And he's making fun of Trump. Oh, is, he you still, know, from,
0: is he still alive? From
1: his basement, of course. Yes. <laughs> from his basement. Yeah, they tell you that Biden is is maintaining a low social profile because of of the Runa. I'm like, no, they're, Biden is maintaining a low social profile because Joe Biden is outside for more than 20 minutes. Chances are he's either going to sexually assault someone or say something mind-numbingly <laughs> stupid. Or both. But uh, he this week he was he he barked at Trump. He said, "We, me and Obama, President Obama and I left a this is the quote President Obama and I left a playbook for President Trump on how to fight pandemics. He flat out ignored it, and we are all paying the price every day." I'm like, N- "What? You left a playbook for what? Now? I mean, you know, first of all, if." Only there'd been some kind of public pulpit that Joe could have shared this playbook with the rest of the world sometime before this week. Yeah, like it never came. Oh, you know what? I just remembered. We have a playbook. You, if the way they handled Ebola and H one N one is any indication, I'm pretty sure that's not a very good playbook. Right. That's like the Washington Generals playbook. And and my
0: guess would be that playbook had been around long before they come on.
1: But but just that, first of all, nobody buys. Well, see, but they can again. They're using fear say, well, oh my God, did you know that Biden and Obama left the, If we'd done what they wanted to do, if we'd done what the way they showed us how to do it. And, we, and you get that all the time. If only Trump had done this, if only Trump had done that. And then we learn that COVID was already uh, popping up in places like Italy in December.
0: Right.
1: You know, uh, the media went back and forth on the val and Dr. Fauci, Fauci, whatever, went back and forth on the value of masks. I don't know how many times they flip-flopped on that in the last six months. Right. Uh, all of the other, you know, the, the the rates of infection, the rates of death, and all this stuff that has just been grossly inaccurate and often deliberately inaccurate. And there's t- they're now telling us that Trump is somehow to blame for all this. I mean, you guys are out of your freaking minds. Right. There is an underestimation of the intelligence of the American voter that I find, and we say gaslighting, but really it's insulting. And then I consider the possibility that I just have, I have a, drastic overestimation of the intelligence of the American. <laughs> uh, you, know. Like, you know. Maybe I'm giving people too much credit. I don't know. But the, the bottom line is, kids, you're not going to die from the Rona. But the fumes from all the gaslighting, that might get you. Right. Yeah, you, know, you might, you know, that stuff's toxic, man. I mean, they did it again this week with, uh, you know, Kaylee, the president's, uh, Kaylee McEnany, the uh, press secretary for right. president. Right. She had this, uh, she said, they want schools open. She. awesome. Oh, sorry. Okay, you're going to make it weird. Sorry. Sorry. Really. Sorry. She is a very attractive young lady. Uh, if you and her were together, people would say, that's so nice that she takes her grandfather out for dinner. I hate you. I'm just saying, dude. <laughs> Mikey on a date with Kaylee Maganini, they would think it was his grandfather. Well, she's, be like, She's married anyway, but. Dude, she could be the singlest woman in the world. I'm not trying to Shut hurt you. Shut up. I hate you. You have no shot. The only way you and she would ever meet in a sentence would be if you were separated in it by the phrase restraining order. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> man, man,
0: I'm, I'm going to flick a coronavirus infected booger that on you. That is
1: gross. Boogers are gross, Mike. Um, she said this week that... Uh, uh, the science is very There's a quote she's talking about opening school. Science is very clear on this. The science is on our side here. We encourage our localities and states to simply follow the science, which indicates, in reality, that COVID infection rates are not what they want them to be, that children are particularly well insulated from COVID. And even if you get it, it's really just going to be the flu. So, quit freaking out about it. And she's saying, we need, you know, and also we have this massive population of children. We are less than a month away from what, in theory, should be the opening of schools. And they're like, oh, we shouldn't have that. We don't want a school. She's like, look, the science says it's not, you know, definitely open the schools. More kids die from the flu every year than would ever die from COVID in a year. Right. We don't close the schools for flu outbreaks. We don't close the schools for flu outbreaks. Like when you have, uh, rarely they. Are, I mean, it happens every once in a while. You'll it get happens. like a major outbreak, but the reality is that every winter, every school, every school in America, there's somebody that's got something. Uh, the right. somebody gets the flu, and right. you know what? They don't close the bloody school for it, unless it like unless it takes all the teachers out. Yeah, or you wind up, you know, with fifty percent. Yeah, I mean, but then almost that almost never happens. Right. No. We're gonna. She, so she's making the point. The science is on her side here, and then she followed it up. And she made the comment, she's like, don't let the science stand in the way. We're not going to let the science stand in the way. Guess what part of it the, uh, uh, the Democratic Media Complex wanted to do <laughs> We're not going to let the science Yeah, stand and that down. was the only quote you saw. And they put it out there, like, and it's, that's grossly miscontextualized. Right. And you, ask, you have to ask yourself the question, why? Why would they continue to drumbeat this nonsense? You had Cuomo out here, Fredo, not, not the governor. Right. We'll get to the governor in a second. Fre- you know, Chris Cuomo of CNN. Right. Um, He doesn't like being called Fredo. Ha <laughs> ha. Uh, you know, he was out there and he's like, they remember they did the thing where he like emerged from his basement having tested positive for right. COVID. And now it's over. And it was like, they, they made like a music video out of it. And it turned out he'd been out in the Hamptons a week before yelling at people. Right. Without a mask on. Right. Or you see all the Democrat politicians in Congress and they've got the mask over their mouth, but not their nose. Right. And they're like, "Oh, because it muffles my voice." And I'm like, "How are you really?" Okay, fine. You okay. know what? Okay, fine.
0: <laughs> they're also the ones that are driving down the road with the mask going mm-hmm. by themselves.
1: I just see. I know you, that gets on your nerves. I don't. That's it doesn't Isaac bother me because like I'll be like, "You know what? You might have just forgot to take it off."
0: Got, no. How how the hell do you not? I don't know, dude. I mean, you spend
1: on. an hour with the, you know, or a half hour in the unless, grocery store you, and you just forget.
0: I, I was about to say, unless you're a doctor or a nurse or a dentist or something that I don't wears know. one on the I mean, a I take basis. it off.
1: I don't know about you. I take the moment I walk out the grocery store. The mask is off. Within five feet of the door, it's off. Yeah, absolutely. It's, it's because I'm hot. Also, yeah, we're down here. The last part on the right is uh, is produced here in Savannah, Georgia. And it, on average, in uh, on in July and August, the average high temperature is about 97 degrees, it's, not including the humidity.
0: And we are for the next and, seven days, we are somewhere between
1: 94 and 98. Yeah, I mean, so it's just day. so if you know, you got a piece of you got something on your face all day. By the end of the day, your face is going to smell like your feet. <laughs> So it was like, you know, I don't want to take the thing off. But no, I, it doesn't drive me nuts when I see it. But I'm just telling you people that, yeah, go ahead and do it. But keep in mind that it's, it's, it is a placebo. Right. But they're going to tell you you're going to absolutely die. Unless we control this virus as a nation. Oh, I, actually, I, I almost missed this one. This is Governor Cuomo, who, by the way, single-handedly murdered like 5,000 old people in New York by forcing senior care facilities to accept COVID-positive patients. Right. So he's now being touted as somehow, and this is what I, you know, you want to talk about gaslighting. This is what I'm talking about. This guy is being touted by the Democrat media complexes. Oh, if only we had, if only Cuomo was the president. I'm like, this guy? Well, yeah, we certainly would have gotten over it faster because he would have killed everybody. <laughs>
0: if y'all wanted to even be
1: president, why'd y'all have
0: Hillary? Why did uh,
1: exactly. They're 10? praising this guy for, uh, this week they had a day, I guess it was like Tuesday, I think. This past week. It might have been Tuesday. They had a, a day went by where there nobody died of, of the coronavirus. No one died of the Rona in New York for an entire day. And they're like, oh, my God, that's so amazing. People are out there. You had like uh, uh, that fake conservative, that fraud for The Washington Post, Jen Rubin. Mm-hmm. She's such a fraud. She still calls herself a conservative. I'm like, who the hell are you? oh right I was like who are you fooling that's that dumb and I'm like oh right liberals okay so yeah uh, she said New York City reported zero COVID-19 deaths for the first time since the pandemic hit this is what competent government can accomplish and I'm sitting there going, well yeah you're you're having fewer deaths because you've already killed everybody right I mean it's, that's not that like Genghis Khan didn't kill anybody in this village yesterday That's because like, he killed everybody the day before right it's not really that much of an accomplishment Our, uh, uh, the best was uh, um, Valerie Jarrett the Iranian puppet that, uh, that helped broker things like the Iran deal because mm-hmm. she was working and she was a mole for the Iranian government. She was, they were aware of it, so she wasn't a mole. She was right out in public. I mean, they were just, Valerie Jarrett represented the Islamo-fascist regime of Iran's interests in the White House during the Obama administration. She said, uh, short-term sacrifice saves lives. That's a lesson you should take away from this, kids, because she's talking about New York. Right. Mm. Short term. So your Nana and Bop Bop, if they if they bought it from the Rona, Valerie Jarrett on behalf of the Democrat Party and presumably the Islamo fascist regime of Iran being Valerie Jarrett wants you to know that it's a shame that they're dead. But it was the short term sacrifice. We appreciate it. I'm like, these are real people's lives that have been snuffed out by Cuomo's willful, willful mismanagement, homicidal mismanagement. And they're talking about him like he's the hero and Trump's the bad guy. I'm like, that should tell you everything. They're okay with it. It's all about politics. There's nothing, kids, there is nobody in the Democrat media complex that doesn't want you to get it. They they want you to get it. They wouldn't mind if you died of it. In fact, that would help them. They wouldn't mind if everybody except them got it and a whole bunch of you died because that's all they, because they think it would hurt Trump's re-election chances and that's all they care about. Right. When you ask me, say, Well, I heard on this really crappy podcast on America's Podcast Network, KLRN Radio.net, called The Last Pod on the Right or something. And the guy said something about how they're lying about all the the Rona statistics. And I just, why would they do that? I'm like, Because they want to win an election, not because they care about you. So if you ask me, I would tell you there has nothing to do with medicine. It has nothing to do with science. It has nothing to do with care or concern. It is merely politics. It is all politics. They have turned it into a football. If you boil it down to its basic parts, you have a disease that is not, you're not going to get it and if you do get it, it's not going to kill you. And we keep learning. They have falsified, they have legitimately they have literally falsified numbers in order to make it sound worse than it is. So if they're doing that, what else are they doing? They got caught doing that. Imagine what else they're up to. They want you to be terrified because you terrified in their opinion makes you more controllable. I would go back to something we talked about before here on the last pod, which is because they live in that little bubble. They actually think that everybody out there is as dumb as the average liberal and can just be manipulated like that. Right. But, you know, why that leads them to believe that they are somehow unbeatable. Hillary Clinton made that mistake in 2016. Right. She listened to only voices inside the Democrat media complex bubble where everything is Trump bad, Democrat good. And didn't occur to her she like for example didn't go to wisconsin i don't have to go to wisconsin she probably listened to the voices in her head too but yeah sure well i mean i don't have to go to wisconsin i don't have to go to michigan i don't have to campaign up there i don't need it because i'm guaranteed to win everybody says i'm guaranteed to win i barely have to campaign she wasn't she was wrong right the voices in her head whether they be from cnn or some other left-wing media outlet they were uh uh, they were wrong they make the same mistake they it's a circular firing squad when you think about it Hey, Hillary, where did you hear that nonsense from? I heard it from the New York Times. Hey, New York Times, where did you hear that nonsense from? I heard it from Hillary Clinton. Right. You know, that kind of thing. Right. So they're trying to scare the crap out of you, and they assume that you will fall victim to it just like all of theirs do. Mm -hmm. That having been said, we should point out that we saw the poll this week from Quinnipiac. You don't have to put any stock in it and say, well, but— Hillary was kicking Trump's butt in the polls uh, see, that's the right up like until it. the election time in 2016. I'm like, yeah, that's true, except that 15 points is a lot. Right. Fifteen points a lot. There's an and Trump should be aware of that. He should be, you know, that should be something that I, if I was on Trump's team, I would say, okay, you know, we do have to make some effort to try and get somebody that is on the fence back over. Right. You know, I mean granted, Biden can still completely choke on this. He might know. I'm not trying to be unpleasant or or threatening in any way, but the reality is that Joe Biden is a very old, very infirm man and may not make it to November and certainly won't make it for four years. And the Democrats are taking the approach that that's what's going to happen, which explains all the, the, the crap fighting they're doing over who's going to be his VP now. They haven't... You know, it, it's it's almost August, and they still haven't figured out who the hell they're gonna they're gonna latch him to for the final run. Right. Now, um last stop uh O.G. P Hutt has a theory.
0: <laughs> who who tried to call me a little while ago? Did he really? <laughs>
1: uh P Hutt's theory is that the vice presidential choice made by Biden will be the most impactful vice presidential choice in American history. Because if it's the wrong person you know, it, it will literally torpedo his campaign as the right person. This is somebody who could literally slide into the White House in, in less than three years. It's a big deal. Right. You know, determine the course. I don't think he's wrong. I don't think it's as important. Not that it's not an important choice, but if you want to look at, say, how could Biden give up a 15-point lead? I'm like, well, if he picks somebody like Elizabeth Warren, he will. It's Stacey Abrams? Too old. Well, if it's Elizabeth Warren, too old. Old, wealthy white people.
0: That's very true.
1: Okay. The Party of woke comes up with Joe Biden who is dealing clearly with dementia as it is the advance of it. Uh, and Elizabeth Warren, who is just a shrill, vicious old white lady who has d- who's been just a fraud her whole life. She's the worst kind of communist. She assumed other people's suffering so that she could profit. Lying about it, she was never kid. She's not a Native American at all. I mean, one one thousand twenty fourth. Stop it. It's not even funny at this point. <laughs> um, Sorry, she is wants. You know, it's it's the old it's the usual communist leadership attitude. Yeah, money for me, but not for thee. Right. You know, she is going to live well. You will not. You know, she thinks we should get rid of student debt. And I'm like, well, have you considered not taking $450,000 per class? <laughs> have you not considered not charging kids that at Harvard? You know, oh, well, let's not get crazy. Right. You know, I got a, I got a, a lifestyle. I mean, they, they've got this guy Biden and putting aside all of the other stuff, even if he wasn't a sexual deviant who is dealing with the onset of dementia. Even if he wasn't that, and he is that. right? Okay, and by the way, that shoots every complaint they've ever had about Trump out of the water because their guys are all absolute pigs. We're like, you yeah, well, Trump's kind of a pig. Oh, like, yeah, but he's not a rapist. Right. Um, putting all of that aside, say, well, what do you get when you look at Joe Biden? How is 15 points ahead, you know, not an insurmountable lead? And I'm like, because it's Joe Biden. You got to keep in mind that this is a dementia-addled sexual deviant who is going to be 80 years old before his ostensibly before his first term was over. So P. Hutt is right in that regard. Be like, whoever's going to be, you know, riding shotgun for him will probably be the president before 2024. Right. Will probably if he were to win run as the incumbent, if they wanted it, Joe Biden has been in government for 49 years. Joe Biden has been in the federal government as an elected official for 49 years. That is a half century. Yo. Okay, this is the guy that's going to lead America into the future. <laughs> the party of woke is going to give us Joe Biden. Right. They, you know, if if Joe Biden's ideas were so terrific, you'd think they would have made things terrific by now. 49 years. There is no universe. And we talked about this this week. You and I did. My attitude, there is no universe. I don't believe in term limits. Okay, right, right. I do not believe in term limits. I believe we have elections. Those are our term limits. The problem isn't that it's that officials are term limited the problem is that americans are lazy which is why of 90 con- percent of people in congress get reelected right every freaking time right we already have term limits when i hear people say they want term limits i, I want to say to them well why don't you just get your ass to the polls it's, oh you know i do get to the polls i try to anyway but no i don't think that we should have term limits even to keep a guy like biden who is basically shower mold that has just grown the dude is moss he's just there and has been there for so long but we should make it so that you can't make a living on it it should not i mean we pay Chiquita khrushchev one hundred and seventy-four thousand dollars a year to go to washington and be an idiot communist bartender that embarrasses the whole species every time she says something Man, i'll do that if they want i think that the <laughs> what we should do instead of having people like that paying six figures for that kind of nonsense it should be part-time only like it's state sta- legislatures
0: yeah, to what i was gonna say state Representative,
1: I mean, the state of life. Georgia is not particular. we Jesus, God, we, got, we got fairly close to putting Stacy Abrams in the governor's mansion, so the state of Georgia isn't exactly a well oiled machine. However, our legislature can get in and out of Atlanta in less than 90 days. That's true. Oh, no, yeah,
0: you're right. I mean,
1: you they, know, it's something they, to be said for they, it. They absolutely. all you better have another job, right? They, you better absolutely. have another job. And, you know, and but I mean, Buddy we Carter, saw, that's where he started. He was uh, he's and, a pharmacist, he's a pharmacist now. For out those of you who, who do not know who Buddy Carter is. Buddy Carter is the U.S. representative from the district in which the last pot on the right studios are located. Yes. Uh, He has not been there that long. He has not been there that long. That district has changed a bunch. We actually had a Democrat representing us for a while. Uh, Yeah, I was about to say. Uh, But now, yeah, we have Buddy Carter up there. Um, He had a primary challenger in... The primary challenger was a nice guy, and, and there's really not much else it needs to be. <laughs> Bye. Bye. Uh, <laughs> and it was fine. Unfortunately, we have another problem here in Georgia, which I know for many of you listening to the last part of the right, going, well, I don't really care. I'm going, well, actually, this has become a major thing because he has made national news. Our governor, Brian Kemp, decided this week that he was going to sign an executive order overriding any municipal mask requirements. Like, they can't. Savannah, Georgia's mayor, a man named Van Johnson, who, full disclosure, is a personal friend of mine. Okay. He is a Democrat. He's a Democrat. And I'm not. He's a liberal. I'm not. He's all he hates Trump. I don't. Whatever. All of that stuff. But you know, we we root for the same football teams. We developed a friendship over that, which is fine. By the way, that's allowed. You know, <laughs> yeah. you know it's allowed and liberals liberals are worse about it than, than conservatives but you know you're allowed to be friends with somebody even if you don't ever vote the same way in an election right. but he's like i'm we're doing masks as a requirement you get a ticket if you try to go somewhere public without a
0: mask on. and we're not the only city they were no athens, not at all
1: athens atlanta but the, the governor of the state of georgia this week decided who's going to sign an executive order saying they can't do that and i'm sitting there going and all the real hardcore republicans conservatives were like real conservatives like i don't want to get involved this is stupid right Hardcore public it's like, oh, well, he did it. How can you not stand with Governor Kemp on this? I'm like, why is he even sticking his face in there? And when did conservatives start thinking that state was better than municipal? I thought the whole thing was the smaller the government entity, the better. Right. That's where I am on that. That's, like, I mean, more hands-on. Well, yeah. It's, as far as you're concerned. But conservatives are supposed to be like the smaller and more local, the better. Because right, the right. federal government does everything badly and expensively. And, or the state government or whatever. And it's like, well, we're going to go. You know, don't do that. I hate when people do that, you know, when they do that whole, but it's a, But he's a Republican. So whatever principles I was standing for up until now, uh, they're out. Right. You know, and they're all saying, Governor Kemp, I'm behind him because he's going to say that they can't make me wear a mask here. And I'm like, why would the governor stick his face in here at all? I mean, put aside everything however you feel about it I find it objectionable that it like he doesn't have better things to do with his time he's like oh I'm going to I'm going to sit down and sign an executive order overriding municipal ordinances demanding that you wear a mask I'm like you know uh-huh. what governor Kemp go there, do other stuff stay out of this they
0: actually filed a lawsuit against Atlanta
1: well yeah well cuz he had to from it wasn't he didn't do that like willy It's cuz they have to because they have to have this battle something you knew there was going to be a court battle they have to have this battle uh, I My attitude with that is, why the hell are you even involved, dude? Mm-hmm. Nobody invited you in. You don't need to be a part of this. No. Go His, away.
0: Th- he should be saying, we, the state of Georgia, we encourage our citizens to wear masks. If the city's mandated where you go into
1: a public place, you yeah, have to wear it, so be it. You know what? Governor why, why Kemp, that it. right there was all you needed to say.
0: And I, I worry that uh, he may have... Uh, May
1: have, uh, you think you think he's, he's made himself a one term I, I think he's made himself a one term you, you think that this kind of behavior is caused is going to co- Who the hell's going to replace him? Uh,
0: Crystal 2022
1: uh Ain't i was sitting there going "What the hell are you election? talking about and i was like crystal oh me right what no that's even stupider <laughs> no yeah did not they win that election i think you, it's 2022 you want, you want to see somebody get like negative it'd be the first time that campaign ever actually got negative votes like <laughs> i like they would come to me after that and be like you know what you actually have to give us votes because <laughs> like you lost so badly that you had you finished in negative numbers nah, we're gonna i'm putting people writing these. in anybody but ben
0: calling up p-hut when we leave here and i'm going to put together the exploratory right now hut 2020 or
1: hut yeah hut 2020 if, in florida so i'm just his president man let's go big time here come on <laughs> okay if not now when if not hut who that's all i'm asking i uh, wanted to get these numbers in about the economy real quick we're running out of time uh but i had mentioned we had talked about it briefly here uh there is another economy that is is in danger and that is uh it is surprisingly sizable. Billions upon billions of dollars are in danger within a month and a half. And that is football. Oh, yeah. I know we talk about football here at The Last Pot on the Right all the time. And we do that because we love football. And if you don't like it, well, pfft, because football is awesome. Right. Uh, if I had to get, if I had to predict right now, I would say the colleges won't play and the NFL will play in either empty or reduced capacity stadiums, Yeah, very reduced capacity. Stadiums. I am okay with it as long as they play, right? I am okay with it. As long as they play, they're trying to get them to you know, the, the usual people are trying to get them to stop Like, Oh, we can't play NFL football. It's terrible and stuff like that. But they're, they took a break from that this week, Mike. They took a break from trying to get... Because not only are you supposed to be terrified, but anything that's fun isn't allowed either. Right. They want you as miserable as possible in November. So you go to the poll and be like, anybody but this guy. That's all they're trying to do. Right. But they took a break that this from that this week to uh, finally the Washington Redskins are no more, my friends. Mm-hmm. Have they figured out what they're going to do with that? Because they wanted not, to be the red tails, but then somebody owns that.
0: Yeah, you know, that guy said that uh, he bought up all that stuff like, he was just five, doing it to be five a jerk. years ago. five years ago. And when they first started it, and he was like really not that interested. In no. He, I think he'll sell it to them, but.
1: Well, I mean, they haven't figured out what to do. But, but I don't think he's going to say, okay, well, you can have it for $5 billion. You know how it is with liberals that it's never, you know, they never, if it's they get the thing that they said they wanted, they never stop with that. So the libs are back at it, my friends. They just, it's not just going to be the Redskins. I told you that was going to be the case. Oh, no. (laughs) We talked about it last week. They're going to go after everybody. They are going to go after everybody. Right. The Texas Rangers are next up. Because apparently the Texas Rangers were agents of white supremacy back in the 1800s. So therefore, that name's connotations are too negative. So the Texas Rangers have to stop. I joked last week that the New York Rangers would also have to give it up. But no, they're serious about this. I mean, and when you consider what it's like, and because you know they won't stop just with the... If you give them the, the Washington Redskins, that's not going to be enough. You knew that wasn't going to be enough. No. Texas Rangers seems like a stretch. I thought they'd go after the Indians next, but... I, yeah, the Indians... But really, if you think about it, you know it's going to be like, okay, For if the Texas Rangers are no good, obviously the Texans have to go, the Chiefs have to go, the Cowboys have to go. I mean, white supremacy, hello. Giants and Titans... I mean, that's fat-shaming, so that's got to go. Patriots, I mean, come on. Patriots are almost always, who calls themselves patriots? White conservatives, so that's got to go. Raiders and Buccaneers glorify violence. That's got to go. The Saints is Islamophobic. That's out. 49ers endorses capitalism. That's got to go. The Steelers, hello, fossil fuels yield to make steel. That's got to go. Every, we're just going to, what are they just going to have? Colors. Here come the Pittsburgh Pinks! Uh, it, you, you, either you got to be named after an animal. Here come the New York Naga or, Hides or a bird. That's the well, two I, but they're going to eventually be like two. that. They'll eventually they'll be like, no, you can't even be named after an animal because that you know that diminishes animals' rights to oh, be. Oh, good you. God! I mean, they'll do it because they'll find a way to do it. My older brother thinks they should go with communist leaders. He said the only way you would placate these people would be to use uh, stuff from like the communist universe. He suggested like the Pittsburgh Pol Pots. <laughs> <laughs> Holy crap. That's pretty damn funny right there. So, I have my older brother was like, That's the only way you're going to be able to do that is just go with communist leaders. I'm like, All right, well, you know what? Why not? They're going to ruin everything, kids. And it's important for you to remember that why they're doing this, why they're gaslighting you about COVID, why they're trying to tank the economy, why they don't want your kids to go back to school, why they want you to wear a mask everywhere you go, why they want the economy to go in the tank, why they want to wreck football, all of it is because they want you. You scared and miserable because they think that means you will vote for Joe Biden in November and that's all it's about. Yep, Literally, that's all it's about there. You're listening to The Last Pod on the Right here at laststopontheright.com and of course through our good friends at America's Podcast Network. This is KLRN K-L-R-N-Radio.net. and uh, you that, that's me boiling it down for you right there. That's it right there. All of this Is all crap and it's all being done to manipulate you into voting a certain way. And if that's the case, even if you were on the fence, you should be insulted that they think you're stupid enough that you could be that easily manipulated. Something to consider. Something to consider. All right. Don't forget to check us out on the website, uh, laststoponthright.com, this podcast, and so much other cool stuff. And it's all free. No charge. No. Well, thank God. We we charge you exactly as much as we're worth. Also, want to remind you to go check out all the Vastly Superior podcasts on the klrnradio.net family. They are all very good, vastly superior to this. Not all about politics, by the way. Some cool stuff on there. You Go check that out. And uh, don't forget our Twitter feed, at laststopotr. That's at laststopotr. For the hog, for the Soto Boys, for Sweet Jimmy, uh, for the Pooler Bank Tellers, (laughs) for all of you out there. We love you. Of course, for my mom, the executive producer, my father, the unwilling participant. <laughs> uh, thanks so much for tuning in to the last pod on the right. Until next week, my friends, I am Ben Crystal. I am Mike Abel, Remi- voice
0: of the Boston, Boston Brezhnevs. Nice.
1: Thank you very nice. much. Nice. That was it. good. I like the Boston Brezhnevs. You have like big eyebrows on the helmet. Absolutely. Great. I want to remind everybody, y'all keep it in the short grass until next week. We out!